Thank you for visiting 32 Kings Road, hosted by the League Ambassadors. I'm League Ambassador Kenyon, a.k.a. Kenny Ken Ken, and I'm excited to be here with my brothers. Yes, sir. We got yes, Ambassador sir. Omar, a.k.a. Red O. It's Red O, baby. Yes, sir. We got Ambassador Devin. We like to call him Dad. Yep. We got Ambassador Joe, and that's just coach to us. Coach what up, Joe. what up, what up? We got Ambassador Skinny, a skin to the mind bender. Huh. <laughs> we got Kevin on the East Coast, Ambassador Kevin. We call him Chef Curry. What up? And then last but not least, we got Ambassador Les, a.k.a. Junior Blue. Who decided not to show up because he about had a to get family cruise. He doesn't like us anymore, yeah. but it's cool. He's on the Blue Sea. First selling. show, he's taking a vacation. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> And, uh, and we're just happy to be here. This is our first show, 32 Kings Row, and so we'll get right into it. Uh, today we're going to talk about, you know, what is 32 Kings Row, why we're here, what we represent. Uh, we're also going to talk about the NFL expansion into the U.K. Uh, we're going to uh, share our football love stories, uh, cover some hot topics in the NFL, do some football one-on-one. And uh, in between all of that, we got a few public service announcements that we want to bring to you. So we got a full show today. We're going to get going. Um, and so first of all, you know, what is 32 Kings Road? Uh, if you couldn't tell from the episode rundown I just gave you, we are indeed a football show, specifically the NFL. Um, but truthfully, everything that you need to know about us or our show in particular, it's found in the name. Uh, Kings Road is a popular street uh, in West London, uh, runs through about two miles long between Chelsea and Fulham. Um, and it's also, though, the word king, I think it represents everyone that's a part of this show. Uh, in each of our own ways, we are kings, uh, whether it's kings of our, of our household, kings professionally. Uh, we carry ourselves as distinguished gentlemen. I'm proud to say that, you know, these brothers of mine are, there are no deadbeat dads here. You know, there are no, no, no violent criminal offenders. We're all upstanding citizens. And, and I think that this show gives us an opportunity to contribute to the narrative, the positive narrative of the black man in America. Um, but then if you look at the number 32, the number 32, it represents how many teams are in the NFL. And so when you think about King's Row, you think about the NFL, there are also 32 boroughs in the city of London. And mm. so what 32 Kings Road is about, actually, is bridging the gap or helping to bridge the gap between the NFL and American football Preach. and the United Kingdom. And so what we want to do is we know that the NFL is, is going, they're, they're, they're attempting to go global, and we want to be on the forefront of that. And so what that means is our show is not just going to be the typical talking head, opinionated show. There definitely will be a lot of opinions exchanged. Not always correct. <laughs> but um, but we're, <laughs> also gonna have correct. A, we're also going to have a, an educational component to the show. So we're going to provide some history, you know, because for us here in America, we grew up with our teams. You know, uh, America, our football, in fact, the, one of the taglines for the NFL is, right, it's America's game. And now as they're trying to go global, they can't just be that. And so we want to kind of jump out. You know, it's a football show. It's for anyone that's into football. But particularly, we want to reach out to, you know, NFL UK fans and, and hopefully convert some fans for football by providing some context around the game. And so what that means is that, you know, particularly with the six teams that are going to be participating in the NFL International Series, we've got uh, the Colts and the Jacks. 
I uh, believe on October fourth. Got no problem with them. Um, and then and at the end of end of October, we've got the Redskins versus the Bengals, and then we also have the Rams versus the Giants. So each week, especially leading into October, we're going to spend some time talking about the history of those franchises, also giving some hot topics about those teams, as well as covering you know the NFL at large. And so hopefully you know you'll enjoy our show. But that's that's really what Thirty Two Kings Road is about. This will be the last time that we talk about that. So if you if you don't get a chance to watch this episode or catch us at this point it'll just be a mystery about what 32 kings road is about but i think that you know the title of our show it, it bodes well for for what we want to accomplish here so going right into it normally at this point at the beginning of the show we'll have a segment called what you sipping on which is an opportunity for each ambassador to kind of just talk about you know what their what their pressing issue is whether it's nfl related whether it's related culturally um, but today for our first show, our, our, our What You Sipping On topic is going to be something that everybody is sipping on. And that is just this dynamic of the NFL going global and, and expanding to the UK. And so what I kind of want to put out there to the, to the guys, and, and I'll start with you, uh, Ambassador Skinny, is <laughs> do you really think as a fan that the NFL, which prides itself as, as America's game, is it really going to be successful uh, in its global expansion? First of all, turn me up in my headphones. I can't hear. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm good. He went Hollywood. I just wanted that. to do that. Look at the glasses. I've been Hollywood. wanting to do that. No, it's, it's been a long morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, what was the question again? I got, I got flustered. Success. Is it, is it, do, we, do we really think that America's game, the NFL, is going to be successful uh, in the UK? Yes, I do. Um, it's, I think our version of football and I am being biased, is better than theirs. Foreshadowing. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a little, you, that's, that's why he's red O. Um, yeah, and they need something new. They got the stadiums already, and I feel like it's another good reason to drink. It's another good reason. We got Hennessy here and yes, Jameson and coffee. I'll go to London to do that. I don't, see, I don't see no problem with that at all whatsoever. Are they going to be receptive to it, though? What do you, what do you guys think? Are, 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 the, are the folks over in the U.K., are they going to be receptive to the game? What do we know so far about, about what the reaction has been? Personally, I believe they're, they're waiting for it. And for what the NFL knows, they know they're ready for it. They don't want the, the U.K. version of football. They are ready for the American version, the spectacle, the one company owns a day of the week football Mm -hmm. they want that experience and they're ready for it right the problem is logistics right problem is players the problem is how does it work because we have to cross the pond now we have to from the west coast to yeah do you reassemble the nfc and the afc east like not like they haven't done that before we can't (laughs) i mean we can't well Well, it's it's it's, kind of tough because you look at canada Right. You know, they've been trying for a long time to where as though we wouldn't let them in. So they created their own league. Right. You know, then we had NFL Europe before. Right. So um, that fell. And now we're trying to bring it back. You know, at first when I thought about it, I was like, hell no. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. This shit isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, but after a while thinking about it is uh, it's a big business football. Oh, you know, NFL is uh, the biggest gang since the mafia. Yeah, I I, and, I would still debate the NCAA, but we'll talk you know about what? that later. <laughs> good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Just, just but but to to for the companies to come over there and and to to get a team, and it, it's going to start. It's going to end up going global because 
They're already last year was what? Four games, three games last it was year. Three games last year. Three games last, last year. year. It's three games this and year. And then three games this year. Yep. Uh, they're gonna they're trying to push where they can have maybe ten games over there within the next two years. So is that the do you do you think that that's the end game? And Kevin, I want you to want you to jump in on this, but do you think that's the end game is just to continue? Because I think that's one of the questions is do do we continue with just having a series of games, or will they actually commit to actually putting a team that not just represents London, but actually that represents the UK? Yeah. Is that the what, yeah? Which the, one is the, it? Though? Well, the, the the end game is ultimately to buy in to put to a, get to a, put team, a franchise. To put a That's franchise. That's the only away. way it can be successful is to have a franchise in London. But if you playing open, at Wembley Stadium, it's the only way it can be successful. Yeah, that's the uh, and the game's going over there in because like look at Mexico. You know, they're, they're, they're tr- everyone, Nigeria, um, everyone's part of American football now. Mm-hmm. They love it. I mean, hands down, we're the best sport out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, over s- soccer, too, as well. So um, they're, they're going to put a team out there. And, and like I said before, I thought they wasn't. Mm-hmm. But now it's like the, thinking about the, the numbers and the money and being a part, we're going to go global. Like mm-hmm. like you talked about, um, Kenny can. Uh, they're gonna go global, and the the business, the NFL is gonna blow up. Boom. I almost yeah, I think see. If you talk about reception. Um, yeah. Just like anything that's culturally relevant, right. It's driven by the younger generation, and what does this generation have that previous ones didn't have before? Technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, we're shooting a show. You guys are in L.A. I'm in Baltimore. I mean, this can be something that anyone has access to. So with social media, yeah. internet access, I think this younger generation will buy into it easier than anyone did previously. But that's when we get back to reality and we go back to logistics. Right. Because right. if they, if it was that easy to have a team over there, they would have a team already. Well, let me say this because it's funny that we're in these times now because Brexit actually makes it easier for a franchise in the UK because there were issues due to the EU's like restricted free agent, like policy on free movement. Mm-hmm. So because that they're moved out of that, I mean, that shows to me that they're definitely looking forward and moving forward in that direction. Well, let's talk about stadiums, for example, right? Because how 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 do how, do, how does a team get a new stadium out here, right? We most most of the time taxpayers they want the taxpayers to pay for it. <laughs> that's not happening. It, that's not happening over there. So how are they going to get a new stadium? You know, you would t- they get a new stadium or he well, Red had- mentioned Wembley. Well, they they have some. They have a ten year deal at uh, Tottenham's new stadium. Once that opens, that's in two thousand eighteen. But is that for? A fr- but is that? But is that for a new franchise, or is that under the under under the provision, the current provision, which is just to have a series of games? Well, I don't know what that is, but I mean they're taking steps. Mm-hmm. I mean the NFL has a con- ten year contract, right? They're I taking mean, progressive steps exactly. to get a team out there, which my belief is that it will happen with the next bargaining agreement, which is 2020, because players will not want to, to be on the team in London if they don't have to. And they will mm-hmm. probably get some concessions in the bargaining agreement mm-hmm. to agree to having a team in London and, and going full throttle with it. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is we got to do the show for five years? And is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Sign I mean, up now. Sign we made it. it. I, 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 we finally made it. 
how long how long do we think it's going to take for a a team to, because a lot of you got you you do have a sizable NFL uh, fan population already out there 12 million. And, and they're and they're connected with teams already mm-hmm. how long do you think it'll take for a a let's say it's a London team to actually take root and become popular out there because teams are in in the in the UK like using you know soccer the football clubs those they're very deep strong allegiances out there and so even when you're talking about from a financial standpoint we all know how much it costs to go to an nfl game right so (laughs) if you if you're a season ticket holder for say arsenal fc are you going to be willing to drop the the loot that's necessary to be a committed fan of say the london jaguars well that's that's the other thing is it an expansion team does a team move like Mm -hmm. how how does that get set up Well, i was thinking about that it almost makes sense going back to logistics where you have to take you bring in two teams because i mean at that point 33 teams Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me unless 34 almost doesn't work either with the way it's set up but i mean that those are those are things that the nfl mafia will figure out if they're gonna get that bread (laughs) now what you i mean a thing that think to think about maybe one team's from London and the, to Joe's point a team's from Mexico or teams in Canada coach excuse me <laughs> well, you, you're not my coach though so I'm not I'm everyone's coach you, best believe no you went to Starbucks this morning I, you're not my coach I coached them how to make my coffee that's not how I well like they did it. it wrong I know and it's I, incorrect and the it's play a turnover. ran back They're on the can I finish yeah, can go, I finish go, go ahead, let, we're talking about some finish. coffee that don't Sip. Just sip. Okay. Thank Sorry. you. Coach. Kermit. Listen to me. You see, he worked. You called him coach. Mm. Mm. Mind of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait. Go ahead. The six of y'all. I don't feel like fighting. So. Anyway. No, um, maybe I know Toronto has been attempting to steal Buffalo for the last four years. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, the, but, the, but the new ownership, they killed that. Yeah. But I'm, but Toronto's still waiting over there. Yeah, like they're okay, gonna get. I'm, I'm with Skinny. Gonna get on yours, that. B. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it's those are some of the things Goodell and. So what I'm hearing is, is so what I'm hearing is the UK team is going to be in the NFC East and the Toronto team is going to be in the <laughs> AFC. East. I mean, that's yeah. what I, that's what I, I mean, just said. Well, we we if, have no I idea. Thirty four. Go ahead. We have no idea. They have a plan. That's one. That's one thing I believe is they have a plan, and by 2020 that plan will be clear because. In 2020, which I again goes back to the bargaining agreement, they get all their licensing back. Right. The NFL wants to live stream everything, yeah, so right. everything exactly. will be changed by 2020. So mm-hmm. we don't know, they we don't know what the plan is, but we know there's a plan to expand because they know that check is coming. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't they be- making money handle with fists? But the check that's coming by 2020 will be ridiculous. Well, well, we well, and when I'm swinging to you, Devin. This actually, uh, this is the last year of the international series agreement so they got to it's going to be discussed again by the owners and the owner own, owners convention that happens at the end of uh, the 2016 season so that'll also be kind of a that'll be an interesting time as well do they just run it for three years as, as you're suggesting till we get to 2020 and then and then discuss it with them and i think that the issue of collective bargaining and i haven't forgot about you dev is important because i think from a, from the NFL current players' perspective, I think that this issue of expansion is also tied to uh, extending the regular season, which we know. I don't think that's happening. Which which well, it's a it's a hot button issue, especially in light of the player safety issues that are that are right. and it's a it's a there's a conflict there. But you It'll almost have to in order to make it make sense, right? Logistically, you're talking about adding. You're going to probably have to add another bye week. So that yeah. they're two by two by weeks. Two by weeks. I see two by weeks. Mm-hmm. I also see that uh, 
one, maybe two preseason games. Mm-hmm. Cut it down cut in half. It, yeah, cut they, down the preseason yeah, games. Yeah, cut the preseason games down. Mm-hmm. And then instead of 16, they might do 17, 18. You know, the, well, if they cut the preseason games down, those will be added. And the, it, yeah, you'll add at them the to regular season yeah, games. Right, regular season. So it'll be 18, but it won't be two, four preseason games. It'll be two. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just wondering, though, is that something, if if it is a collective bargaining issue, now that means that you need the players to buy in, is that something that they would actually buy into? Well, NBA already, money. They've already added more money, almost, more money, more money, more money. The NFL was happy for the NBA this offseason to to see all that all that exposure they got with these players getting all that money because I guarantee you they will use that in the bargaining agreement. Yeah. You won't guarantee money? Well, we're getting a team over here. Yeah. You won't guarantee money? Well, we mm-hmm. want more games. Mm-hmm. That will be about because all those NFL players are everybody on social media. NFL, where you at? NFL, where you at? All that guarantee money in the mm-hmm. NBA. Mm-hmm. NFL, where you at? That's going to come right up. That will be their first opening argument. More, more guarantee money is where do I sign, boss? Exactly. <laughs> That's what right it now. is right there. Where, where do I gonna, sign, boss? What were you going to say, Dan? No, I was just going to say, uh, wouldn't it be a power play to, uh, I mean, they definitely have a plan, right. but to not expose anything, to keep people guessing and the interest in it. I mean, right, we have a whole podcast on this right now. Mm-hmm. So they have all the spades, the NFL does. I mean, they can do whatever they want. They will. <laughs> they have. They always do. <laughs> will that London franchise? Here's something. To, here's something to put out there. Will that tell the truth? Will that London or UK franchise? Will they have a hard time attracting premium free agents? Hmm. hmm. Well, that's that's that always goes back to logistics. I mean, Omar pointed it out. Like, there's so many different factors that can change. At I, at this point today, no, no, they're not going to be able to. Mm-hmm. Why would they? Why would they want to relocate to an entire different nation? It, what is this? From New York to to uh, London is what sixteen hours? hours? Six, six hours. Six, six hours. hours. Okay. Oh, so man, five nah, six nah. hours. Yeah. From five, New York. Six, from New yeah. York. I thought it was longer than that. No, no I thought it was like ten are you hours. About the flight. No, or are you the talking about like, the time difference. The flight. Oh, the flight is like five. The, yeah, the flight's five like hours. five hours. Okay, so from, from New York. California is what? Yeah, I flew from Baltimore to Germany in six. In six. Because you're light skinned. Yeah, but you were high. That's why. You don't really know. <laughs> light skinned guys just f- fly faster. He didn't have to show his boarding pass. No, light he didn't on the need ass. One. I get it. <laughs> so, so you, the, point, the point in saying, why, why were you asking about that when, when, I, when I brought up about free agency, them being able to attract free agents? It's, it's, there's too many different factors <laughs> that aren't set in place yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one, again, going off as of right now, relocating themselves, their families, whatever sort of businesses. They got going on to go across the pond to play for said team with no guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, you know, how their money works over there in regards to the exchange taxes. rate. Mm-hmm. Taxes. It, it's, and, it's, I, and I think it'll be similar to NBA players going to play overseas where all their expenses are taken care of. That's the only way it makes sense. That's the mm-hmm. only way to, to make it incentivized for players to go if it's similar to that where you can move. And your money goes farther because we take care of your living. We take right. care of your per taxes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and maybe it, the whole family doesn't move over there. I mean, you know, most NFL careers. The, the player might years. like that. <laughs> Mama, <not. laughs> Mama might not like I'm that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm you going to London? I'm going to London. <laughs> Baby, they sending me to Trafalgar. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> one, one thing I'm thinking of, though, is how would that impact the talent pool? Like with, with the exactly. NBA, there are international players there that move here, but would – would that open up 
the floodgates to international, like, or foreign-born people joining the NFL. Like, the, the Vikings has drafted a guy who never played American Bo football. Bo Ringer, I um, think, so. is his Trash. Yeah. He's been cut now, though, right? Trash. Did he get cut? I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't I, know if he got cut, but I knew he was getting cut when they, when they draft his ass. We are definitely <laughs> following him on Twitter, which reminds me, follow us on Twitter at... Uh, the League AM. That's at Twitter at the League AM. Also Instagram at the League AM. But I know we're, we're definitely following uh, Moritz Bowringer. I think is his What's name. Bar, why are we following him? Because he's foreign born. That's why. And he's that's, that's he's on the team. First he's on the, his he's name. Minnesota. So Vikings. when he gets cut, can we, we cut, cut him? him? Hmm? Yes. When he gets cut, we'll cut him. Thank you. <laughs> no, we, we won't cut him because <laughs> we need him to to, to blast us. Yeah. He's the yeah. goal of Say his name one more time. Moritz yeah, we, Bowringer. We're on the show. Bowringer. Bowringer. I mean, Skinny, by that logic, there's a lot of people we need to cut. If it's trash, is is the, the bar where we can't Uh-oh. follow Uh-oh. anybody. Started. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> gave him that. I'm going to start there. I'm going to start there and I'm going to leave Speak it. on. No, 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 no. No, I'm done. It's cool. Speak. Who are you? What you talking about? Professional in the, troll. In don't the fall words, for it. In the words of Skinny the Mindbender, next question. Next question. There we go. <laughs> I got I got one. Gimmick infringement? No answer? <laughs> one last thing. Yeah. Why, why do we show up? Is that hey. copyrighted though, Skinny? It's not copyrighted. It takes a while. <laughs> it's in process. It's in process. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Fuck you. But you know what I'm talking about. I have about. a logo that's been in process for a year. Right. Right. I just got the okay on the other one. Last question. Uh, playoffs. This is another interesting dynamic. So mm. in, in looking into this, right, wow. you know, teams like for the for the international series, what's getting ready to happen in October with the six teams, they are shipping all of their stuff. They shipped it they over this started. month. They, yeah. they start the shipping. Probably. It goes to New York and then they put it on a boat. So that it gets to London cheap in sufficient. Right. Sufficient <laughs> enough time for the games in October. So now this said London franchise has a home playoff game. Mm. Wow. One, one, one thought I had was maybe there is a, a U.S. base for this London team, and then there's, there's the London base. But, uh, there, you know, to Omar's point, there are a lot of logistic issues that definitely need to be solved before this happens. But the playoffs, that's a real live one. I don't even know. I, I can't think I can't. Well, to think Joe's of a point, that's where the extra um, uh, bye weeks would come into play. Maybe there's a bye week right after the season. Coach, but you, but but then you. <laughs> correct. We'll go with Joe. But oh, okay. so and I mean, then I mean so then it, so then it's nothing. useful. So we, we're trying, you know, we're talking about it here. So it, then it becomes useful, especially in the event that the London team has a playoff game. But if they don't, we just have a bye week at the end of the season. The random bye I mean, week. I mean, hey, before playoffs, before playoffs, before playoffs. Yeah, because th- think about it. If, if they if they're in the wild card game, that is tough. That is uber tough for mm-hmm. him to get out there. Yeah, that team that lost week 17 is on a plane immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're staying there for a week. Wrap it no, up, B. No, but if the game, if they lost Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's no, there's no Monday night games week 17, right? Right. right. So they, they lose Sunday, right? Or they play Sunday. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. They, they play Sunday. The they next game to... is Saturday or Sunday. Or maybe they change yeah. that playoff game to a later date, to Monday. Make it a playoff game on Monday. Why not? Make it a special event. Yeah, More because money. you do have to trap. Huh. Exactly. Oh, Monday Night Football. Exactly. Make it Monday Night Football. They're not going to leave any money on the table. Nope. No. It's not what they do. Which helps Which which helps add to the whole spectacle, which we know that that's really the big thing that, you know, that uh, the Europeans are really attracted to. So, needless to say, there's a lot that they've got to sort out and figure out. We'll be anxiously awaiting it. Um, but uh, I think it, I think it's a, it's a good conversation. 
Um, at this point, we need to take a quick show break. Uh, public service announcement for the League Ambassadors is coming now. And we'll see you on the flip side where we will each share our football love stories on our introductory show of 32 Kings Road. Yes, sir. Pay the bills. The word fanatic was introduced into the English language around the year 1550 meaning marked by excessive enthusiasm and often intense uncritical devotion, it comes from the modern Latin word, fanaticus, meaning insanely but divinely inspired. This message is brought to you by the League Ambassadors. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. <laughs> Amy's so sweet. Beautiful <laughs> Amy. Um, <laughs> Don't kill me. So now, as part of, as part of us, you know, uh, introducing ourselves to you, uh, uh, we thought it'd be a good idea for everyone because, I mean, this, again, football is America's game. We grew up with football. Um, uh, some of us have played it. We've got, we definitely have one coach. He's not just, it's not just a nickname. It's what he really does. Um, but we all have different, unique love stories about why we fell in love with the game. So I want to take the opportunity. We want to start with Kevin, our, our brother on the East Coast. Ambassador Chef Curry, can you talk to us a little bit about what your, what your uh, football love story? How'd you fall in love with the sure, game? Absolutely. Um, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but uh, <laughs> I fell in love with football. Because of me? Around 19, of course, because of Joe. But <laughs> 1995, of course, the Ravens, well, Baltimore didn't have the what Ravens yet. And my born? dad was a huge Cowboys <laughs> fan. Like, he he loved Emmitt Smith and Dion like, more than me and Devin. So I figured if I started <laughs> watching and liked the Cowboys, then that love will be reciprocated. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was my next it, question. <laughs> did it, no, Wait, he, so you started out as a Cowboys fan? No, I started out trying to get your daddy's my love. Father. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, still but trying. But no, jokes jokes aside, watching the Cowboys dominate in the nineties was was insane. When I was a kid. I saw the fanfare, everything that was around it. Favorite favorite uh, Cowboy from that from Deion. that group. Deion, Deion Sanders, prime time. He, he single handedly changed who the Super Bowl went to during that stretch. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Straight up. And didn't tackle nobody. <laughs> nobody. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, didn't have, have to. He didn't have to. <laughs> he made yeah. business decisions everywhere. He tackled every bill and his mother had good. to pay. Coach, <laughs> Coach Joe, how'd you fall in love with the game? You want you want to do me now, or do you want to do I, me? I don't ever want to do you. Let's <laughs> let's start there. I don't ever want to do you. <laughs> Sandusky. How did you? <laughs> Whoa. 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 See, wow. this is what happens when you look, go to look, Starbucks look, before. Whiteboard. <laughs> I, I went into Starbucks. Whiteboard. That's a whiteboard. Okay. Listen, I, I, ne I never drink Starbucks. I hate Starbucks. Why's in your hand, Joe? You know, I went there hand. this morning and I said, you know what? Kenyon's they asked me what I like and I said, uh, what my wife always brings me. I didn't know what to order. So, <laughs> so real quick, before you get to your love story, okay. uh, I, I think some of you might have just heard everyone shout out whiteboard. So for our football one-on-one segment, anytime someone makes any sort of reference, particularly if it's football related, um, it'll go to our whiteboard, which uh, Devin is displaying now. Which he will write in bigger letters yeah, next you, time. We're yeah. gonna, we're gonna get font, well, Devian. We we're might gonna, have more stuff to put. <laughs> and so Sandusky is definitely going to go in there. But 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 real quick, Coach Joe, please please share 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 with us your, your football love story. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> football love story, man. Uh, it's really, really okay. So I'm uh, I'm originally from Virgin Islands, uh, Rock City. Uh, that's in the Caribbean. Boop, boop. Um, <laughs> I, I moved to uh, Baltimore when I was about 13 years old. Uh, you know, I was that kid with the long dreads. Um, had a really, really deep accent, and uh, 
didn't know anything. My my first sport was soccer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, were you ever a kid? Because you were born grown man size. <laughs> yeah, I was born grown man size. But no, seriously, my, my first sport was soccer, and I was really, really good at it. I played midfield. Um, and then when I moved to the, the States, uh, which we call it, uh, I started playing baseball. I took up baseball, and I was really, really good at that. Played catcher and uh, center field. Um, and then one day I'm sitting in um, with my uncle, and I'm watching out the window, and I see a kids running around, and they're just hitting each other, throwing this brown pigskin kind of <laughs> overlooking ball. So I'm like, well, what's that? And uh, by the way, I'm talking about Uncle Slug. Um, we'll talk about the name Slug later. but That's a segment in itself. Uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, you don't know what that is? I'm like, no, nah, you know, what's that? What's that? In my, you know, my, my accent voice. That was he's a like, bad oh, well, version that's... of your accent. <laughs> okay, it's been a long time. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, just saying it's yours. I would so uh, he's like, oh, be that's better. football. You know, you throw it around, you catch the ball, you score touchdowns. So I'm like, oh, cool. Can I? He's like, let me take you outside. So I go out there, and uh, it was my first time ever catching a ball running and running someone over and looking around like no one's gonna yell at me okay and then it was like okay when they throw him the ball go hit him and pick him up and slam him and nothing to happen so i did that that's not like slug instruction i just fell in love you know i I tell my wife this all the time you know uh, it's god uh football then her So he can't know, take I, it back either. That's I can't do it. You know, I, I, this my so it's my mistress. You know, I, I played for a long time. Uh, I, I was pretty good at it. Didn't really make the money I wanted to make, um, but I did make some money playing football. But yeah, that's that's my love, and that's why I'm here. Yeah, you know, I, I'll never let her go. Regardless, she's my real wife. We we believe you, <laughs> Coach Joe. Coach Joe. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a little slow clap. Yeah, uh, slow clap. I think that's with, with Dade's <laughs> finest. Yeah, slur, slow clap. Uh, <laughs> that that's funny. Redo, what's your football love story? Man, um, here we mine go. Mine started in '84. Mm-hmm. How old are you? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt. Fuck all y'all. How old are you? <laughs> Yeah, I was eight in '84. You do the math. <laughs> Get your pens out. Um, my father is from the river in New Orleans, <laughs> um, so he's a Saints fan. But as a child, growing up, the Saints were horrible. Let me say that again. Ain't horrible. Fans used Paperback. to put, put bags over their heads and go to the games. Now they were loyal, <laughs> but they was there with bags over they over their heads. And I was I wasn't really into football. I was more into the the Lakers, um, Showtime Lakers Showtime. was going on at that time. Kareem Magic. Mm. Okay, um, keep going. My, We're not talking about basketball. <laughs> well, this is my love story. Can I tell my? Don't love get story? Kevin Nash on me. <laughs> you see how he looked at you, right? Like, with the one eye low. With the KJLH. Yes. This is the Network Studios, brother. <laughs> you like that plug right there? Someone give me the James. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just brought the Lakers. I'll wait. I'll quit. Because you're quit. a Laker hater, but it's cool. Next question. Um, so, the 84 Bears, my father was watching a game. It was, I think it was game six, if I'm not mistaken, um, of the season. And the Bears were playing the Saints. And it's the first time I'm really paying attention to... And I see this cat named Walter Payton. Mm, sweetness. And they give him the ball, and he runs over three people, and it looks like he enjoyed it. 
<laughs> as he was going into the end zone. I had never paid attention before. I've seen the games before. I didn't pay attention. For some reason, I paid in, I paid attention to Walter Payton. He's also a league ambassador. Yes, he is. And at that point, I, I got interested. But mm. I was still eight years old. So, you know, um, but I started watching the Bears. They weren't losing. They kept winning. They kept handing Walter Payton the game. And I'm seeing all these characters like Richard Dan, Michael Singletary, and then the Refrigerator Perry. And what locked me in before was... They came out with a video. Mm, <laughs> the right. Super Bowl Shuffle. The Super Bowl Shuffle. You're old as shit. Yes, I am. Strike! So, once I saw them rapping, yeah. I mean, the quarterback had on sunglasses, no rhythm. <laughs> that's that's a lot he of was, headshots. He was getting it though, and it was, and you know, right at that time, my favorite album was Heavy D and the Boys. Mm, like mm, I, I, I'm a, I was born and raised on hip hop, and this this football team did a rap video, and then they won the Super Bowl. Mm. I was all in since then, yeah. and I've been a Bear fan ever since. Bear Sorry. fan in L.A. I apologize. Apology not accepted. Okay, because you meant it. <laughs> Ambassador Skinny. Hey, talk to us about your love story. Um, it was 1991. Had his hand on it on the earpiece, and uh, I was just a young gun trying to have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a you got a ducktail right in that moment right there. Um, grew back. Yeah, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were playing the Buffalo Bills, who would go on to go to. Four straight Super Bowls mm-hmm. and lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the Eagles. Tragedy. So the, the, you know, I turned the game on, and I hated sports at this time. I, I literally hated sports because they would turn off my cartoons for sports, <laughs> and I was a huge Ducktales fan. Woo! Thank you. Life is like a hurricane. Anyway, shout out to Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. So, um, so the Eagles are playing the Bills there in Buffalo. Tons of white people in the in the crowd. Tons. <laughs> 80, 90,000. God damn. And um Caucasian. They talk the, the commentators talk about the quarterback. <laughs> and the quarterback is uh, his name's Randall Cunningham. And they show Randall Cunningham. He's tall, he's skinny, he's black, and he's got a flat top. Like skinny. Can I? this is my story, okay? Sorry. You Laker fan. And uh Proudly. So and his flat top was high. It was a high top, like a new edition version, like a Ronnie DeVoe. Like skinny. <laughs> Again, this is my story. And uh, <laughs> anyway, the first half, of, first half is almost over. Clay, but that's fine. Nah, he wasn't light skinned. But <laughs> wrap it up, B. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Starbucks shit you were spitting that didn't make no sense. I got two more minutes. And uh, it was right before the half. It's third and sixteen. They're on the three yard line. They got to go ninety seven yards. They're playing the Buffalo Bills. Hall of Famers everywhere. Randall Cunningham has got nobody on his offense. He is the offense. <laughs> Defensive coordinator Buddy Ryan was the head coach. The Great offense coach. was Randall. Peace. First down, you make a play. Second down, you make a play. And if that doesn't work on the third down, you punt the ball 91 <laughs> yards so my defense can stop them. That was the offense. He's going back to pass. He's looking for somebody to throw to. No one's open. Bruce Smith, Hall of Fame defensive end, is coming from his blind side. Without looking. Whiteboard. Randall ducks under his tackle on some Spider-Man police are trying to chase me type shit. He just, without even looking, spins out, runs to the sideline, throws the ball 66 yards in the air. 
right in front of the defender. Defender falls, falls into the receiver's hand, a 97-yard touchdown. Randall Cunningham was my daddy, and I'm sorry for hitting the, the table. But that's my daddy. He had one glove on. I said, my daddy's a Michael Jackson fan. I'm home. I'm home. I ain't going nowhere. It's been Philly all day ever since. Next question. And he's never been to Philly. <laughs> but he's coming to Baltimore. I've been to Philly. He's when coming I came to Baltimore to visit December you. 18th. I came. Oh, you did? Yeah. Where was it, Philly? No, we, we, yeah, we, no, we went to Philly. We was in Pennsylvania. Was, was that we, the we fight? We did go to Philly. We going, yeah, we did. We can't I had to go talk, talk to the that. cops. Don't do it, Kevin. I had to go. Y'all we made me go talk to the cops. But we can't talk about Philly when we. Yeah. Oh, okay. You shouldn't have brought up Philly. Dad, no, no, no. Dad, Dad, how'd you fall in love with football? Well, uh, I was Omar's age, but not Omar's <laughs> age. I was, uh, it, I was eight. It was the twenty Super Bowl twenty three. It was the Forty Nine ers versus the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, I had watched football. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I watched football um, before, but I wasn't that that into it. It was the first Super Bowl party I went to. My father um, came and got me. We went to the uh, friend's house um, on the Slug. phone when he invited, or we say, "I'm coming get you." He was like, who are you rooting for? And I was like, well, I take the Bengals because I like their helmets. And they keep shuffle. If, uh, is that a whiteboard? You dating moment? yourself, too. Uh, yeah. But I was, <laughs> but we wait later. So uh, go to the game. Lisa's TV was in color. Ooh. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> Damn, Omar. So we're watching the game. I and then that TV. I'm looking at you. <laughs> y'all y'all going to let me finish? Sorry. All right. Sorry. So Jerry Rice people, went absolutely ham in that game. He had like Whiteboard. 11 catches, 215 yards, a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, ham. Hard as a motherfucker, if y'all didn't know. There what? it is. Keep going. All right. I did it. Um, <laughs> so that game was just intense. It was good all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joe Montana drive, the John Taylor catch at the end to win the game. Um, that's what got me going in the neighborhood around that time. Uh, there were about – I mean, I had the unfortunate and fortunate – Opportunity to grow up around like 20 dudes. Pause. Um, we all got to play football, basketball, baseball. We had enough to field the full team, so we would play all day, every day. Um, but that game right there started that. And then after that, everybody wanted to be Jerry Rice. So when we played two-hand touch in the alley, when it was really two-hand touch, you know, tackle, get skint up. <laughs> into a car. Into a On car, concrete. into a hypodermic needle, or <laughs> broken glass, everywhere. Um, but that, that's how I fell in love with it. We didn't live in right good there. neighborhoods. Um, but we do now. <laughs> my great... football love story to, to kind of piggyback off of that. Yeah, that's a great segue, Devin. Yeah, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Joe Cool, baby. Joe Cool. Thank you. Roger Craig, Tom Rathman, Brent Jones. Whatever, you're um, a hater. My introduction to football, thank you, gentlemen, is uh, is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I can so, hear you smiling, bro. Man. <laughs> And then, uh, and, and then, what's I, your team again? Oh, so I was going to ask. So okay. wait, does he have a team? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not the 49ers? Let us know, Ken. <laughs> no, I, I to don't. To let you guys know, I don't have a team. Uh, our our lovable host, Kenny Ken Ken, does not have a football team. You go to he our refuses website. Refuses to commit. If you go to our website, the league AM. Hashtag commit, Kenny. The league <laughs> Under <laughs> profiles, you'll see that I am. You're getting that shirt, and I'm wearing that. Shirt. <laughs> part of the LA commitment, folks. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I listen. I, I did. 49ers were my introduction to football, and I was a 49ers fan um, until they summarily dismissed Jerry Rice. Mm. And, and uh, 
and then that was it. And I haven't uh, I haven't committed to a team since. So you should have just cut the corners. King indifference ever since. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> uh, king rhetoric. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to hot topics. Um, you know, now we want to just discuss what's been going on in the NFL this week. That's that's been buzzing. Um, let's 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 start here with uh, Josh Brown. So Josh Brown mm-hmm. is the kicker for the New York Giants. Kick asser. I mean, <laughs> did that come too mm. early? Ass kicker. Yeah, Twenty times over. He's the kicker for the kicker for the New York Giants, and I, I think the question I don't want to put out there, and we, we want to go through this, not to spend so much time on it because we got some other talks we want to get to, but. Um, is the NFL, are they making the same mistake with Josh Brown that they made with Ray Rice? So just a little context here before before you guys jump in. Um, so they're randomly, uh, I guess it was this week, maybe at the beginning of this week or maybe late last week, randomly there was a one-game suspension announced for Josh Brown that uh, it was for personal misconduct. No context, no nothing. Just a random one game that just kind of went out there, NFL slid out. And so then, as what happens, folks start digging and then we find out mm. that it's for, you know, domestic domestic violence. I got warrants. And <laughs> on top of the domestic violence, and in the course of them in, investigating it further, we find out that his ex-wife now has uh, made over 20 reports of, mm. of alleged abuse that was, was basically... On tape? So <laughs> what I want to know from the NFL... I kick ass. There's two questions. Is the NFL, are they, you know, are they... Did they make the same mistake with Josh Brown that they made with, with Ray Rice? And then two, what were the Giants thinking in signing him? Because at the time that the, that the, that the, 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 the shit was reported, right? Oh, yeah. uh, he wasn't... He was actually unsigned. And yeah. the Giants signed him. Oh, the Giants knew for 11 months. They knew exactly yeah. what they were so, doing. So, one, is the NFL repeating the same thing? Well, well here's, here's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't think the NFL has a clue or a way to handle this, right? So, obviously, they butchered the Ray Rice and the um, Hardy situation. Play the right? video. <laughs> Ooh, that's not. Don't take. No, that's, no. So, basically, it's like the teams are going to do whatever they want that's going to get them to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're gonna, uh, go with whatever agenda pushes them along. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Ravens fan, but we handled that poorly. Right. Um, we were behind them until that we saw the tape. That being the Ray Rice. That being the Ray Rice issue. Keep going. Exactly. And then signing Trent Richardson. Yeah. I was going right. to get to that. Don't, don't, that, don't. Please. Do let's continue, We got Devin. time. Go, Devin. Please. That was charity. Yeah, we had yeah, to help He, he needs out. it, actually, if you, yes. if you check him out. Um, that's a, that's another out. segment some other time. But um, for the poor. And so you you do, do you feel like the NFL made the same mistake? Yeah. Um, with Josh Brown that they made. I think race? I think they made the same mistake because basically what's going to happen is, is going to be backlash and then they're going to wind up cutting him or something. And the and the Giants. Here's a big question. Yeah. Will there be the same backlash? No. 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 One, there's no video. Two, he's a different color. Mm. Well. So my so again my my question I, I guess and the the thing is is that the NFL. They took drastic action against Ray Rice because there was a video, but because there isn't a video, because it's not about the witness cooperating. It's about the fact that there wasn't a, there's no visit. We don't, we don't, we don't, there's no footage that this guy gets a one game suspension and then. Well, and that's that was all we the, got. the difference with Ray Rice was before the video was released, he was, what was his suspension? Two he was games. suspended for two, two games. games. It wasn't until we saw that molly whopping in the, in, the, in the elevator and then him dragging around. It was ugly. So they had, then everything was switched. There's no video. 
So now to segue. Was it really ugly? I mean, <laughs> Joe. Okay, so to now to We're not going to Starbucks anymore. So to now segue. Did we not see the same video? To segue into another topic, right? Where the NFL, and staying along with this theme of the NFL and their inconsistency with metting out punishment, we have James Harrison, Al Jazeera, this right? This is ridiculous. Where literally, because the NFL can't get anyone to talk to them about the issue, they have mm-hmm. now threatened the three remaining NFL players, Clay Matthews, James Harrison, and free agent Mike Neal, they've threatened that if they don't come in and speak to them and, and go through an interview process with them, that they're going to be suspended. Well, my question well, is this. Say those names again. Uh, Clay Matthews, mm-hmm. James Harrison, mm-hmm. and Mike Neal. There's also Julius Peppers. Julius and Peppers. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. Yep. What'd you say, Kev? No, I was saying Julius Peppers. No, your question. Yeah. No, that was It me. was Devin. Oh. Is this an NFL strong-arming issue, or is this a PED issue? Strong-arming. Or is yeah, it both? Strong-arm. Or is, or is it, it both? both? Well, the PEDs, isn't it just that one witness who has recanted well, just saying well, their but names? Here, but here's the thing. Ryan Zimmerman and Ryan Howard, when it first came out, sued... Al Jazeera, mm-hmm. they made they they sued them for libel, right? Mm-hmm. And and they cooperated with the MLB, went through the investigation process. Those lawsuits are still being uh, litigated today. And the MLB came out and was like, "Yeah, we looked into this thoroughly, talked to everybody, and there was nothing there." All of these guys and Mike Neal. What's interesting about this is Mike Neal, who, by the way, is, is still a, unsigned. He's a free agent. A free yeah, agent. He can't get a job. He, he can't get a job because it is. He wants to cooperate. So there is. We can. It's clear that there's some solidarity that's happening with the NFL players union. But but the question it begs the question: Why is that? And that's why I'm saying that I think it is a PED issue, right? But because there isn't any evidence, and the NFL can't. You know, they can't go after what they can't go after Al Jazeera. They can't like so they're completely in the dark, which is why they're insisting on the interviews. They can base effectively take this stance, take the position that that they're taking. And and there's no and there's. And so so then because the NFL is feeling Roger Goodell is feeling punked. Right. He then makes this strong arm play and says, if you don't come in and talk to me, I'm going to. So what happens if they go in there and and. Decline to answer any questions. You all had to do was show up to the interview. Then what? What is what? my problem is is the difference in how the NFLs seem to be handling the situation when the poster boy was the one that was accused. Was it before the Super Bowl? Paid Manning. Uh, Paid yeah. Manning. Every every day I heard a new story about how Al Jazeera as a news agency is illegitimate. Right. They're either from the Middle East and they're out there. It's, it's Muslims out to destroy the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like there was all these things that illegitimate, excuse me, let me say that again. Oh. Mm-hmm. One more, take <laughs> that two. Made, made them illegitimate. There you go. Now all of a sudden, the poster boy is not in in the game anymore, mm-hmm. and they're going after, which makes me very happy. I will not pretend like this does not make me happy. Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers. <laughs> I mean, can we get some evidence? <laughs> I need video of this. How about, we just, how about we just put a team in the Middle Eastern and just make them happy? Maybe that's what it is. It has nothing to do with it. I think Al Jazeera was, is a legitimate news agency. Just because somebody doesn't think they're legitimate doesn't mean the story doesn't have legs. Well, they might but want they, a, they nobody might want cared when it was there. Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Julius Peppers, please suspend him. Clay <laughs> Matthews, please suspend him. Because so the y'all Green can Bay Packers, third in the division, whatever. 
It's still going to whip that ass. Whatever. <laughs> nah, it's a personal issue. But I, I, I don't. I, you can tell the difference in how the NFL is hand, ha, handling the situation. Yeah. Protecting this issue. Noticeable. Yes. So, um, so we got we got uh, three more targets we want to get through, and and we're going to get through this quickly. By I'm I'm going to pose the, the question: Is hope or hype? And and for those of you folks that are that are watching us or, or, or that are listening to this podcast, uh, you. We got uh we got Eagles fans in here. We got Ravens fans. We got Bears fans. So Bear down, baby. And, and this is a good week in that there are no some fans. hot topics. There are some hot topics relating to those three teams. So it's hope or hype, uh, skinny, uh, DGB, what? What? DGB. I know, I know you're used to it being hopeless, but just stay with mm. me. <laughs> Doriel Green Beckham was just traded uh, from the Tennessee Titans to so the Philadelphia with no team. <laughs> was just traded from the Tennessee Titans to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, at a position, and he he's got a lot of talent. You know, six foot four, runs a four four forty. He's just a little bit of a knucklehead. But uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are taking a flyer on him. Is that a move of hope, or is that just a move for hype? It's a move of hope okay. because we gave up our ninth offensive lineman, Dennis Kelly, mm-hmm. who's been a swing guy for the last four years, and has given up five sacks in one quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I care less about Dennis Kelly. We need help with the wide receiver position, so that's a that's a move of uh, hope. So they hope the hype is real. <laughs> Whoa! Wait till you get to your question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ravens coming. fans, I'm going to read something. It feels like everything that we lost last year, we're getting it all back. We're getting our swag back, our chemistry. Everything is starting to feel good. Now we're starting to feel like the Ravens again. All that is key. Is big. And it goes a long way from around two. I would have to say since our Super Bowl year and the year before, I think this is the best we've looked since then from the big loud mouth Terrell Suggs. <laughs> is that hope? Hacksaw. Or is that hype? So hard. I think uh I think that's hope. I mean if you look at if you look at it, the year after the Super Bowl, we lost all our leadership. We went eight and eight, right? The year after that, we went ten and six. We were two touchdowns up. On the Super Bowl champs, but because we had zero DBs, I mean, we were putting flyers out in West Baltimore for anybody who ever <laughs> broke away from the cops to play football for us. They came back, and then they went to the Super Bowl and won. Last year, everything went to shit. Everybody got hurt. Everybody was gone. This year, everybody's coming back. Coach, hope or hype? One word. <laughs> we don't believe Kevin. You. I got, more I got four words. Kevin. Read Devin's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl, baby. Good call. All right. Oh. Uh, you notice I didn't say anything. I got didn't four say words. And I didn't say anything because I don't believe in both both those words. Trent Richardson, when it comes to Trent Baltimore. Richardson. Y'all have When no it comes hope. to Baltimore, no we Y'all are. signed Trent Richardson. Okay. So, uh, 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 Red O. Uh, those are my words. After, we are. After this week, we got it. After this week. Great. Uh, Trent Richardson. Coach John Fox. Stay with me. Coach John Fox. After Jordan Langford, who is right now the lead tailback out of Chicago, 63 Great. yards on nine touches, um, said he took, a, he took a step forward. He took a leap forward. Now, coming into the season, the thought was that it's going to be a running back by committee system. Um, is that Psych. hope or is that hype regarding Jordan Langford? I don't know who Jordan Langford is. <laughs> you don't? I, I got this skinny. You should know who uh, he is. He's a teammate of Reggie Hillis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So, so Reggie Hillis definitely needs a whiteboard. Whiteboard <laughs> Reggie Hillis. I know who Jordan Howard is. Uh, it's not Jordan Howard. It's mm. definitely going to be 
Give me this Hennessy, because both of y'all. It's Omaha. It's Jeremy Langford. It's Jeremy Langford. Jeremy. I know who that is. Langford. Is it hope or hype? Um, it's hope. Um, not it's hope that he does take a step. Um, last year he he came out once once Forte got hurt, he came out like gangbusters. But by the end of the season, he was one of the worst running backs in the league. They know he has a talent. Um, so they're hoping he takes the leap and becomes the number one back. Um, but they don't believe in him, or they wouldn't have been trying to sign C.J. Anderson. And they wouldn't have drafted uh, what some scouts were calling the best pure runner in the draft this year in Jordan Howard. So they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're hoping he takes yeah. the leap because he was he – was, um, in college, he was a wide receiver before he was a running back. So hope, hoping he can catch, hoping he his 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 yak becomes more than what it is at one point three. So he, we shall see. Okay. Uh, before we close out the show, let's take one more uh, public service announcement for the league ambassadors, and we'll be back to close it out. The word irony is a literary technique by which the full significance of a character's words are clear to the audience, but unknown to the character. It was once said that O.J. Simpson ran away from the other team's defense like he was running away from the police. By definition, that is irony in its most extreme form. This message is brought to you by the League Ambassadors. All right. <laughs> Before we get out of here, real quick, we'll run through football one-on-one. Uh, the only one that legitimately should be discussed, uh, we talked earlier about the blind side. Uh, Coach Joe, real quick, what is the blind side? Skinny, when Skinny was talking about his football love story, Randall Cunningham, he talked about uh, being uh, pursued from the blind side. What does that mean? So when we talk about the blind side, you want to talk about the uh, backside of the quarterback, which has to be protected by the left tackle. Okay, so uh, he is the highest paid uh, offensive lineman on the team. Um, Without him, you have no quarterback. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about blindside, you talk about protecting your your franchise guy. Right. So if it's a right handed quarterback, that that guy is going to be the left tackle. Mm -hmm. And then if it's a left handed quarterback, which is rare, it's going to be that right tackle. Yep. Uh, and, And so they're key. So. Uh, we got Sandusky on there. We'll cover we'll cover those later. Actually, maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll post it on our Twitter, which, by the way, you can reach us on our handle at Twitter. It's at the League AM. Uh, also, we have Instagram, which is at the League AM. Um, our Facebook page is is the Facebook URL, and it's the League AM. As well as we have our website, theleagueam.com. Uh, as we will do every show, we're gonna close it out with some shots. We got, our, we got our Uncle Jamie in the Uncle building. Jamie, Uncle Jamie. We thank you so much for, uh, for visiting 32 Kings Red Road. Living. We hope that uh, you had a really good time. Uh, we had a good time doing the show. Next week, we'll do some, uh, we'll do some history talking about the uh, Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll cover some hot topics and uh, bring you more goodness from the league ambassadors. So until then, we'll see you. Cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers, 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 cheers mate. Cheers. Cheers. GLA, baby. Mm. Cheerio. Oh. Got some hair on my chest. Hmm. 
That shit was hot, son.